What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movies Just Mercy and Defy Bloods. But first, let's talk about the movie Just Mercy. Based on true events, here's a quick synopsis. Lawyer Brian Stevenson tries to prove the innocence of African-American Walter McMillan, who was wrongly convicted of murder and is on death row. I really like this movie. There are some great performances. I love the work of this director. I'll get more into that in a bit. It's a story we should all know. It stars movie stars. Like, this is the kind of movies I think that should be getting made in 2020. The lead performance is none other than Michael B. Jordan. And I think he gives a movie star lead performance in a courtroom drama. It's subtle, like Tom Cruise and A Few Good Men. It's not the flashy role. That's why when I see criticism of Michael B. Jordan, performance in this movie, I'm going what are you guys talking about? I don't see it that way. To be the defense lawyer, the hotshot lawyer is not the flashiest role in these kind of movies. It's always not the best performance. The same way like Cruz's performance in A Few Good Men is not the best performance Jack Nicholson's is. Being the lead in this kind of movie is not about giving the best performance. It's about being part of the story and moving that forward. And I think Michael B. Jordan does a terrific job at doing that. He has good chemistry with his co-stars, especially Jamie Foxx. Also with Brie Larson, their few scenes together are pretty good. I just think coming off of Black Panther, people were expecting to come into this movie with Michael B. Jordan playing this flashy, over-the-top character. That's not the kind of movie Just Mercy is. He may be the lead of the movie, but the movie is not about Brian Stevenson. It's not about Michael B. Jordan's character. He is serving the story, not the other way around. I put Michael B. Jordan on that list of actors I want to see. I absolutely love him in Creed. I love him in Black Panther. This guy has it factor. He has it. He is going to win an Oscar at some point. There is no doubt in my mind. He's the type of actor that can give great performances in both big time blockbusters and serious dramas. Now the performance that everyone does agree is brilliant in this movie is that of Jamie Foxx and it's like every couple of years this guy just comes in and reminds us that he's a movie star. Like Django Unchained you watch that and you go oh yeah that guy's a movie star. This is Jamie Foxx reminding you He's a movie star. And this definitely should have gotten Fox his third Oscar nomination. I mean, this is the type of role where if that performance is not good, this movie does not work at all. But Fox gets you to care about McMillan as a human being. And, th- and he's playing a guy who's clearly lost hope that he's ever going to get out of death row alive. And for him to go through that traumatic experience, I just think Fox did a tremendous job of playing that type of character. As I mentioned before, Brie Larson is also in this movie. It's an interesting role for Brie Larson, although it's not the type of role that you would expect from a movie star. She's not given a lot to do. It is as a supporting character. She's fine in the movie, but it's not the type of role you'd expect from someone who's playing Captain Marvel. I think she's mostly in this movie because of her previous work with director Destin Daniel Cretton on Short Term 12 and The Glass Castle. It's weird watching this movie and thinking about Brie Larson and Michael B. Jordan because I think they're both great actors who are polarizing figures. I think you either love Michael B. Jordan and Brie Larson as actors or you don't. There's a lot of similarities when you look in their careers. They've both been in dramas. They've both been in big Marvel movies. Brie Larson has won an Oscar. Her performance in The Room, which I just watched recently, is brilliant. 
I mean, the two of them are mega movie stars at this point, and yet we can't all agree that they're brilliant actors, which, by the way, both of them are. The next two decades, I expect great performance after great performance from Michael B. Jordan and Brie Larson. There are also tremendous supporting performances in Just Mercy from O'Shea Jackson Jr., who was terrific in Straight Outta Compton and the Seth Rogen comedy long shot. I mean, this guy has a scene-stealing performance in Just Mercy. He is definitely a young actor on the rise. Tim Blake Nelson is in this movie, and he is one of the best supporting actors working in Hollywood today. I mean, this guy is insanely good in Coen Brothers movies like The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. He's also terrific in the Adam Driver movie, The Report. I mean, Nelson just comes into movies for 10 or 15 minute increments and takes over the movies in these like scene stealing performances. He is one of the best supporting actors, Tim Blake Nelson. I mean, this guy is just on fire with his supporting roles. And also actor Rob Morgan is terrific in Just Mercy. He's also brilliant in this movie called Monsters and Men, which stars John David Washington, Anthony Ramos, and Kelvin Harrison Jr. Like I highly recommend you check out Monsters and Men. Now let's talk about the director of this movie, Destin Daniel Cretton is one of the best working directors today. He's an incredible filmmaker. His films feel meaningful. Short Term 12 is fantastic. And think about how many stars has come out of that movie. Brie Larson, John Gallagher Jr., Kaylin Deaver, Lakeith Stanfield, and oh, by the way, Oscar-winning actor Rami Malek. I mean, this guy has an eye for talent. Cretton's next film is called Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It's a big-time Marvel movie. It will be interesting to see if his sensibilities as a meaningful filmmaker will fare well in a big-time Marvel blockbuster. I mean, this has happened before with small-time filmmakers Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. They made a great movie in Mississippi Grind with Ryan Reynolds and Ben Mendelsohn, and then their next movie was Captain Marvel. While although I really like Captain Marvel, it's nowhere near as good as their other films. I mean, their first film, Half Nelson, with Ryan Gosling and Anthony Mackie, is a terrific film, and I just hope the same doesn't happen to Destin Daniel Cretton. I hope he gets to keep his vision as a filmmaker. I'm definitely rooting for him. I hope his Marvel movie works. He's just some guy I want to make a lot of movies. And I hope he becomes more well-known. Again, I'm just glad to watch a movie like this. Learn a true story while being entertained. Brian Stevenson is not your everyday lawyer. He goes all in for his clients. He believes in you. And he believed in McMillan and knew he was innocent from the get-go. There's a scene in the movie where Michael B. Jordan's character, Brian Stevenson, is meeting with McMillan's family. And they ask him how... How much money he wants and he goes no this is free of charge he was in it to free the human being he wasn't in it for the money he didn't think of it as a business or a way of means to get rich he thought of it as his duty as a human being to free another human being who he knew was innocent that's inspirational he wasn't doing it for a reward or to be admired he was doing it to be a decent human being also, this film will definitely make you think about the death penalty and how there are some serious flaws surrounding it, especially involving race. I think this movie got overlooked. It wasn't a major awards player, but because of the subject matter, it's very timely. And over time, I hope this movie gets the appreciation and admiration it deserves. It's a movie about a subject matter that's important. It stars movie stars Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Foxx, Brie Larson. It's directed by an up-and-coming director who's made brilliant films before, Destin Daniel Cretton. I highly recommend you check out Just Mercy. And for the entire month of June, it's free. 
free to watch. Don't miss out on the opportunity to watch Just Mercy because if you watch it, I guarantee you won't regret it. Now let's switch gears and talk about the new Spike Lee movie, The Five Bloods. Here's a quick synopsis. Four African-American Vietnam vets return to Vietnam decades later to find the remains of their fallen leader and retrieve lost gold. I've got to come right out the bat and say it. This is the best film of 2020 I have seen so far, and I hope it gets a Best Picture Oscar nomination whenever the Oscars are, because this movie is worthy of that. Right off the bat, I just want to say it. Defy Bloods is the best movie of 2020 so far, and I hope it gets a Best Picture Oscar nomination whenever the Oscars are. There is not another movie like this you will ever see, and I have to say a lot of that is because of the performances and that starts with Delroy Lindo as Paul. He delivers one of the best performances of the year. I'm not the first person to say that. It is one of the best on-screen depictions of PTSD you will ever see. The character he plays is so complicated. There are times where you love him because he's a military veteran. There are times where you hate him because he's a Trump supporter. And then there are times where you hate him and love him because he's a good father at times and he's a bad father at times. He's probably one of the most complicated characters you will ever see in a movie. There are times where you root for him and there are times that you absolutely despise him as a human being. Later on in the movie, the performance gets better and better as you go on because you start to realize why he is the way he is. He is haunted by the ghosts of his past and he can't get over his experiences. He has had a very tough life and there are reasons why he is the way he is. Lindo definitely deserves an Oscar nomination for best lead actor in a movie. Whenever, again, whenever there is an Oscars, I need to see the name Delroy Lindo at least announced as a nominee. I mean, Lindo just goes for for it. Also in this movie playing his son is Jonathan Majors. This guy is going to be a full-fledged movie star. He's charismatic, he's funny, and he's also a brilliant dramatic actor. He's given two terrific supporting performances in this and in The Last Black Man in San Francisco. He was also had a very small part in the movie Hostiles, the Scott Cooper movie that starred Christian Bale. I mean, this is an actor on the rise. Know the name Jonathan Majors because he will be a major player in in movies moving forward. And him and Lindo form like one of the best father-son combinations I've ever seen in a movie. You really feel their bond and you see also why they can't fully connect as father and son throughout the movie. And the other performance I was kind of blown away by is by Chadwick Boseman because he finally gets to play an interesting supporting character who gets to steal scenes instead of being the lead and carrying the movie. I'm sorry, in the other films where he is the lead, he doesn't get to be the scene-stealing supporting actor, like Harrison Ford gets to be in 42, or like Michael B. Jordan gets to be in Black Panther. Chadwick Boseman gets to show up in like four or five scenes in this movie and completely blow you away. He doesn't have to carry the film, but you still feel his presence throughout the movie. I think it's a terrific performance. There's also a scene at the end of the movie between Boseman and Lindo that will blow you away it might be the movie scene of the year thus far also in this movie is the other members of the bloods are clark peters isaiah whitlock and norm lewis they are all terrific and each of their characters are given character arcs and motivations for returning
returning to Vietnam. They're all in it for different reasons. Some of them are in it to get the gold and be rich. Others are there to find their fallen leader. Now let's talk about Spike Lee, who's been one of the best directors working today and for over the past 30 years. He should be mentioned up there with the Nolans, the Finchers, the Scorseses. He's that good of a director. I mean, I absolutely love Do the Right Thing. That is a tremendous movie. If you have not seen that one, what are you missing? Also, He Got Game is one of the most rewatchable films you've ever seen. Ray Allen gives the best performance I've ever seen from an athlete in a movie. And he just knows how to get the best performances from great actors. I mean, Denzel and Malcolm X. Denzel and He Got Game. Those are all-time great Denzel Washington performances. One of Adam Driver's best performances is in Black Klansman. Spike Lee knows how to get the best performances out of movie stars. He's also brilliant at showing another side of an actor you didn't think was there, like Topher Grace in Black Klansman. That's a performance like I've never seen him do before. And also Chadwick Boseman in Defy Bloods. Again, that's a Boseman performance I never thought was possible. And coming off of Black Klansman, the expectations for Spike Lee movies were high and Lee delivers another masterpiece. No one mixes genre like Spike Lee. Defy Bloods is comedic, dramatic, and action-packed. He knows how to gain your interest by using light comedy, and then by the time you're in, you're invested, he blows you away with these meaningful moments. I do have to say, for as much as I love the movie, there is one minor issue. The decision to not use other actors in the flashbacks is interesting. A lot of actors in the movie do not seem to be the age they are supposed to be, including the ones that are supposed to have been alive for Vietnam in present day. They do not look like they've been alive long enough to have been around for Vietnam, a lot of the characters in present day. So when you go to the past, the people who are supposed to have been in Vietnam don't look age appropriate, and then when you go to the present, people don't look like they have been alive that long to have been a part of Vietnam. I think Spike Lee is mix up the ages that's fine it also helps the performances seeing lindo in vietnam in the past and also how he's dealing with it in the present i think that is powerful i think it adds to the performance it just doesn't look aesthetically pleasing like i think in the wrong hands that could have been a catastrophic mistake using the older actors in the flashbacks but spike lee makes it work that shows how great of a filmmaker he is how about the fact that spike lee has made two movies in a row about events that took place in the 1970s Black Klansman and Defy Bloods, yet these films feel more timely than ever. Spike Lee is seeing what is going on in our country and putting that into his films no matter what time place they take. That's what a good filmmaker does. He makes his movies relevant. He has a clear message in both of these films. The thing I love about both of these films, Defy Bloods and Black Klansman, is that you can't find them by a genre. They're dramatic. They're comedic. They're both somewhat action-packed. And boy, does Spike Lee know what to do with a young movie star. I mean, John David Washington has gone from Black Klansman to Tenet. I expect the same things from Jonathan Majors. That's how good he is in this movie. He, mark my words, Jonathan Majors will become a movie star in the same way that John David Washington has become one. I mean, both of their performances, John David Washington in Black Klansman and Jonathan Majors in Defied Bloods, are terrific. A lot of people will come 
compared to Five Bloods to other Vietnam War movies like Platoon, like Apocalypse Now. There's a bar in Five Bloods called Apocalypse Now. I thought that was a cool nod. A lot of people will make those comparisons. But the movie I had just seen the week before was Free Kings, a movie starring Mark Wahlberg, George Clooney, Spike Jones, and Ice Cube about a group of soldiers looking for gold. I really thought that that was a weird connection to Defy Bloods. They're not about the same war. I mean, Free Kings is not about the same topic, but they are about this idea of soldiers going after this gold because they haven't been rewarded what they think they are worth to this country. They feel undervalued. That's the idea that I think both films explore to a certain extent. I definitely recommend you check out Free Kings, though, if you haven't seen it. David O. Russell's war picture is perfect, by the way. Another weird connection between Defy Bloods and Free Kings is they were both shot by the same cinematographer, Newton Thomas Siegel. And these are two of the best looking war films you will ever see. Free Kings and Defy Bloods look so good. I mean, Siegel just makes his war movies look cinematic in scale. I think it will be interesting to see if Defy Bloods is a major awards player the same way that Black Landsman was. I mean, for Black Landsman, Spike Lee finally won an Oscar. It will be fascinating to see if the Academy votes him for Best Director. Also, of course, I want to see Delroy Lindo be nominated for an Oscar for Best Lead Actor. Maybe Jonathan Majors for Supporting. Maybe Chadwick Boseman for Supporting. I also wonder if the movie will suffer from the lack of big-time movie stars in this movie. There's no Denzel Washington in this movie. There's no John David Washington in this movie other than Chadwick Boseman, who's in the movie for maybe 20 minutes. There's no movie star right now in this movie. I mean, Black Klansman had Adam Driver. That's what fueled its Oscar buzz. That's how Adam Driver got an Oscar. Because he's Adam Driver, he was a movie star at that point. Delroy Lindo has been working for a long time, but will he get that Oscar nomination like Adam Driver did in Black Klansman? I don't know the answer to that. I hope the answer to that is yes, because this movie absolutely deserves to be nominated for Best Picture, Spike Lee should get a Best Director nomination, and Delroy should be nominated for Best Lead actor in a motion picture. That's how good he is in this movie. Also has to be mentioned, Netflix is doing such a good job of letting auteur filmmakers be auteur filmmakers. Martin Scorsese with The Irishman, Noah Baumbach with Marriage Story, Spike Lee now with The Five Bloods. They are letting filmmakers with a vision make the movie they want to make. And they have an upcoming David Fincher film called Mank starring Gary Oldman that also has Lily Collins in it. I mean, this is a must-see movie moving forward. I cannot wait to see Mank. Netflix is doing such a good job of letting great great directors be the great directors we all know that they are. We all know that Martin Scorsese can make a movie. Let him make it. Let Spike Lee make his movie. Let Noah Baumbach make his movie. And the results, more often than not, will result in a great movie. And so far, they are on a run of making great movies with great filmmakers, and they deserve credit for that. The last thing I'll say about Defy Bloods. It is the fastest two and a half hour movie you will ever see. It is action packed. It will not feel like a two and a half hour movie at all. 
It's a hangout movie. It's a comedy. It's a drama. It's action. It's every genre mixed into one. Spike Lee is 63 years old and he is coming off back-to-back masterpieces. He is getting better as a director. I 100% think you should do the right thing and check out Spike Lee's latest movie, The Five Bloods. With what the state of our country is right now, you should definitely check out these movies, Just Mercy and The Five Bloods. I mean, they will make you empathetic towards African Americans. These are two films that tell their stories. These are stories that need to be told. I love both of these movies, Just Mercy and Defy Bloods. I was entertained by them. I was moved by them. And hopefully, I will learn from both of them. And you should too. Check them out. Check out Just Mercy and Defy Bloods. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. So please, rate, review, and subscribe.